You're listening to The Science of Storytelling, presented by Pressboard, a show about marketing, media, and the people making it happen. Your host is Jared Grimm. On today's Science of Storytelling episode, I'm chatting with Darcy Lewis. Darcy is vice president of MVWorks, which is the content studio for Fast Company and Inc. We're going to chat about making career decisions based on company insurance plans, the power that Fast Company and Inc. have on bringing in talent, and whether or not news should be free. If you like this episode, please remember to leave us a comment and let me know what you think. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss the next episode. Please enjoy the show. Darcy, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on here today. I'm a huge fan of Fast Company and have been since I was a kid. I'm also a fan of Inc., uh, being a business owner. I think a lot of us uh, look to Fast Company and Inc. just to get advice and a lot of inspiration of other companies. So I'm super excited to hear more of the backstory about MVWorks, and I'll let you explain what MVWorks is. Uh, but you're the vice president of MVWorks. So tell me what MVWorks is and what that role involves. Yeah. Um, so I head up the content studio for both Inc. and Fast Company. And MV stands for Mansueto Ventures. And a gentleman named Joe Mansueto owns both brands. Uh, he also owns Morningstar Funds. So that's how, <laughs> how right. he has all his money. Uh, Very he, diversified yeah. revenue. Yes, yes, yes. And he invested in the brands. I'd say about 15 years ago, uh, they were owned by a company called Gruner & Yar, and then Gruner & Yar sold off Inc. Invest Company, and they've been kind of tied together since then, but they sort of had two separate studios and two separate sales teams and two separate edit um, teams, but about, um, and I worked on Inc., so I've been at Inc. for almost 11 years, and then about two years ago, we uh, all the back-end operations, they sort of blended that, so the content studio is now Inc. Invest Company, and then... Um, AdOps was always both, and then different things. They sort of blended the operations in the back. So now we have um, we can do a lot more um, expanded selling mm-hmm. on Ink and Fast Company. Do branding content for both brands and running on both brands. Yeah, I remember Fast Company was. It was so I. It's still the magazine that I get in print. Oh, good. So I've been a subscriber for several years, and then. I also every time I go on a plane, it's mm. like my plane magazine. Oh, that's oh, that's funny. It's it's probably if I'm really going to be self-aware, there's probably two reasons mm-hmm. for it. There's one is I love the content. I think there's also a little bit of status mm-hmm. and image that goes with it. So I'm not bringing some, you know, it's not <laughs> I'm okay magazine that I'm mm-hmm. on there with celebrity gossip. It's like it's fast company, and I'm you know, going to New York for business. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I really, I just, one of the biggest parts, I thought the way that they talk about companies, the mm-hmm. way Fast Company talks about uh, very positive, very inspirational mm-hmm. a lot of times. And I always found that really compelling. Yeah, no, no, no. And it's so future forward. So obviously it's a whole conversation in the magazine. So you have things that you know, things you don't know. Um, it's a little discovery along the way because there's at least one thing in the magazine and on the web that you you, you know it's up and coming com- company so you've never heard of it before, and then and then you know it's like anything you read once you read about it then you read about it everywhere yeah yeah and yeah, I feel like, like in Fast a, Company that happens a lot yeah yeah it's like you buy a red car yeah and then you yeah see red cars <laughs> yeah yes and yeah, that's how we have a silver Subaru we didn't know everybody right. on our block had a, <laughs> the same car until we bought it yeah we uh, <laughs> I live in North Vancouver mm. and North Vancouver. We moved there and we bought a Volvo, used Volvo, and 
it's all Volvos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all the exact same one that we yeah. own. Yeah. I've almost got into several other people's vehicles. Yeah. No, no, no. We, yeah, we have a couple. Like, we have um, ski racks, which we don't even ski. And then, like, our school sticker, just to differentiate, because there's at least four silver Subaru Foresters on our right. block. And I right. never saw them before. Yeah. Uh, for the difference between Fast mm-hmm. Company and Inc., what would you say the the primary differentiator between the two brands is? Yeah. Um, so they're both obviously business journalism. Um, Fast Company concentrates on, it, we call it the intersection of business and technology. Um, so it's, as I was saying, anything that's kind of forward looking, anything that's next, uh, center, the, at the heart of it is technology. And Inc. obviously discusses that, but it's... Um, a little more productivity journalism, so it's more like the actual st- uh, skills that you need to run your company. Um, so it might, especially on the web, give you uh, tips for a business plan. It might, um, it's a lot of interviews with uh, successful entrepreneurs and how what their growth plan was, what how they got there, um, and just kind of their journey and then what you can take away from that. So they're similar, but I would in two different tones. One's definitely more technology interactive kind of focus and then ink is more service journalism i would say a little bit more practical yeah. advice oh, maybe yeah. no definitely yeah. yeah is there a difference in the size of the companies that each of them mm, no they both run the gamut um between small business uh probably ink is a little bit more in the heart of small business and soho like uh small uh business operators and fast company does go a little bit broader um probably a little bit more enterprise but uh inc also services the enterprise industry okay Mm -hmm. and how did you end up Mm -hmm. into this into this role because uh it's not often that you know as we're growing up we're like hey well let's be the head of a branded content studio of some major publications so unless did you start out (laughs) with that dream no 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 i uh grew up in small town florida i uh, went to school for telecommunication which was television production couldn't um when i got out of school and i moved to new york uh basically i had to choose between job that had no insurance but was in television production or a job at an agency that had insurance and a little bit more money and i went the practical route and so i was at ad agencies for a number of years uh so probably about 15 years uh and then I guess it was 19, uh, or I'm sorry, 2009 in, you know, post-recession, I'd gotten laid off. A friend of mine was at Inc., um, offered me a temporary position there to help manage their Inc. 5000 companies, um, and I <laughs> stayed ever since. And then, uh, like, I uh, was brought on board to, to manage content um, because it was when they were kind of, I mean, it was still called advertorials, not yeah. native advertising, yeah. not branded content. Um, so I was brought on to manage the client services and start the production studio for it, but it was obviously a very small piece of it. Um, and we just sort of grew from there. It's just been, we've been really successful and we're lucky, especially on the ink side. Uh, I've been at ink for almost 11 years at Fast Company, about two. So I know ink a little bit better, but ink, um, because it is sort of the, such a core small business magazine, we have a lot of renewal, uh, right. which is fantastic. But so we have clients, I mean, I have clients I've worked with for 10, 11 years, which is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, reoccurring yes. revenue is <laughs> yeah, yeah. a bit of the secret. Yeah. And they right? help us grow. We help them grow, yeah. you know, um, and I have a fantastic team. So there's uh, about eight, there's eight women on the team. And then I have a content editor for Inc. and a content editor for Fast Company. So the voices are different. Right. And then um, some, as I said, last two years, we've had more and more um, buys that are both Inc. and Fast Company. So like we might shoot videos and, show, and showcase them on both brands or uh, articles or ebooks or whatever, whatever it is that we buy. Yeah. Or sell, or sell I should say. Yeah. 
And then from the, uh, you were on the media side mm-hmm. before, so you were working for the agency yes, side. Yes, yes, yes. So. What are the biggest differences that you see being media side or buyer side mm-hmm. versus being on the publisher side or, or sell side? Good or bad, but I do think business has changed. But um, coming from the agency side, generally speaking, you only worked on a few pieces of business. So in a way, the client owned you. Mm. So like I always maintain, like if the client called you at six o'clock and be like, oh, I need a media plan by the morning. Yeah. You would stay and do it, right. you know. Plus, I was younger, so I would stay and do it. Had to do it. Um, whereas now, like w- they sort of have a piece of you, and you can kind of manage them of of better with timelines and right. um, different things. Um, we are we probably have I'd say between both brands, we have about forty clients that we manage. Uh, so we do have a, a breadth of clients that we service. So it's um, and it's it's different categories. So that's also every year we learn a lot. And we're doing something different every year, but it isn't concentrated in, you know, in one way and one yeah. client and what have you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to work with a, like a wide variety of different mm-hmm. clients. It's interesting that you have this high level of return business. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah, we're lucky. common. Uh, I know that a lot of, you know, publications mm-hmm. and media companies, uh, a client will come for mm-hmm. one campaign and then maybe not for two or three years. What is it that? has what is it that ink and fast company have that maybe has that that type of return business um i think people love the brands so once somebody advertises with us the audience just loves both of the brands like we have a hyper vigilant uh (laughs) and loyal audience but in my world what we tried to differentiate because we just don't have the same reach as the new york times or washington post and in our heads those are sort of our competition of who we're competing with from a brand and content standpoint Um, So we don't have the same reach. So we try to make a difference in customer service. So Mm -hmm. coming from the media side, even, you know, like even if I pay $5 more CPM for something for reaching us, uh, if I make a media person's life easier, then hopefully that's part of the renewal. Like Mm -hmm. obviously the audience is right, but um, if we just make business easier, that's that's what I try to tell my team because... And just coming from the media side, like there's, I mean, people are so, everybody's so overworked now. Yeah. So if like you can make something a little more turnkey, a little easier, they don't have to ask the same questions, then hopefully, then I think that also helps with renewals. Yeah. Well, know, this customer leads, service. <laughs> and it leads into the idea of scale. Mm-hmm. So how do you, branded content isn't easy. Mm-hmm. It's high resource. You've got a whole team mm-hmm. that's working on yep. these programs. It's much more time intensive than putting a banner ad up. Uh, and I think that it's important to be able to figure out, is there scale in this? Uh, well, let's talk maybe first about, uh, do you have any specific campaigns that MV Works has that you're super proud of? Um, honestly, it's always the ones, the newest ones are always my favorites because they're the most recent. Um, so both Ink and Fast Company, we just launched a campaign for Ford Transit that's a video series just showcasing... Sometimes it's local businesses. One of the ones we featured was Luke's Lobster, which coming from New York, everybody here knows. Uh, and we sort of showed their journey of like how the lobsters literally get into the trucks mm. and then to the restaurants. And then for um, Fast Company, we just launched a series for AC Hotels from Marriott. And they came to us. Um, it, the talent that we had in it was Jonathan Adler and Tan France. And um, part of the partnership was they came to us just to – Sometimes it's easier to work with a brand to negotiate talent, which I think is, is one why people <laughs> come to us so they can work through us as a conduit. Uh, so we're contracting with the talent versus obviously if a, 
a larger brand was trying to uh, contract with them directly, it would probably be a different negotiation. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. think there's, there's no, that's something where, there. No, I think that, I mean, I think that's where... Because sometimes it, it, I mean, thank God people come to publications. It's sometimes interesting to me that agencies haven't dug into branded content more and then just used uh, distribution of publications. Right. So we do some syndicated content, but it's usually articles or a few videos, but mostly articles or ebooks. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think advertising agencies are still trying to figure out their model, but part of it is honestly, I think uh, publications can somewhat do it more efficiently because. We can have the cost for production, and then our margin is on the media. You know, so like in essence, we do the production all at cost and make our money elsewhere. Whereas if an ad agency did it, they would need to build in the margin also into the production. So it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So it's expensive. So in some ways, I think that's how publications have been able to succeed in branded content um, because they can they're closer ties to the talent. Yeah, they can negotiate things more efficiently. But then, to your point, it's uh, more limited scope because obviously, then it's usually just on your property. Um, agencies and brands are getting more savvy, um, so video is harder because obviously, imagery is harder to contract. But uh, most of our written content, the client owns outright, and then they can use it wherever they want. We'll be back to the episode in just a few seconds. But first, we have some exciting news for you. At Pressboard, we love stories, but we know how hard it can be to measure them. So we're here to help, whether it's a sponsored article on a news site, an Instagram post from an influencer, or a video on YouTube. Our tech measures it all. Pressboard is already trusted by Spotify, Intel, NBC Universal, Hearst, and thousands more. And here's the big news. Listeners of the podcast can try out the Pressboard platform for free. Just email info at pressboardmedia.com right now. All right, let's get back to the show. I've always seen, you know, the reason a brand works with mm-hmm. a publication is because they have this credibility on a mm-hmm. with an audience or a topic. Uh, I've never thought of it in in terms of access to talent mm-hmm. as well, because I can imagine that if you know Fast Company or Inc. reaches mm-hmm. out to talent, they're going to reply, yes. and and it feels like, hey, we're covering a story. It's going to be you know in the magazine or on the site, mm-hmm. and that's a much different approach than if Ford approaches them, which feels more like a spokesman. Yes, no, definitely. No, we have that. And then um, it used to be when I first started at Inc., it was very much church and state. So we were uh, separate from what Edit was doing, but now it's just blending more. Mm. So sometimes, depending upon what's going on, the Edit will help us. Generally, they'll always help us ideate, like at least to get the talent list, but sometimes they'll help us with the outreach too. But I would say just also in the biz- in the time that I've been in the business, um, Shark Tank has exploded. Uh, so it's gotten harder and harder to recruit entrepreneurs ah. because they're savvy and they're more expensive. So now, I mean, and also with social media, everybody's an influencer. So right. everybody, ju- it used to be we would do a lot of, um, we would do articles or we would do videos. You never had to pay for talent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. People are more savvy of their time now and their brand, you know. Right. So it used to be like on Ink, whenever we would recruit for videos, if the uh, being shown in the Ink pages or on web was enough for them. <laughs> yeah. And now they're all the you know, entrepreneurship is a brand, and it right. wasn't when we first started in the same way. Yeah, and mm-hmm. as uh, and as someone becomes, you know, you have these celebrity entrepreneurs. Yes. Yeah. Right? yeah. And they're getting speaking fees, mm-hmm. 
and all of a sudden it becomes a different revenue for them, a different income source mm-hmm. for them. And so they start to look at it in that way. Notice that with influencers too, Definitely. at a certain point, influencers, you just send them product. Mm-hmm. Like here is some food. Mm-hmm. And then can you post a bunch of times? And they'd be like, yeah, no problem, free food. Uh, and now it's quite a bit different. It's, oh, yeah. it's a business. Yeah. It's just become a much more business, which makes it harder. But in a way, it makes it uh, the process becomes a little bit cleaner, too, because there are contracts in place yes, and correct. deliverables, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. So for the Ford Transit campaign, mm-hmm. so maybe explain Ford Transit. Oh, first. yes. Yes. Um, so it's their van size. So it's... Um, yeah. We did a series last year with Connect, which was a little bit larger, but it's it's sort of a freight van, so yeah. people can use it for their work. Um, so, like, we did Luke's Lobsters. We did Dell Tech, um, which is a construction company down in North Carolina. We did a, a broadband company. We did an electrical company. So it was sort of showing the gamut of what you can do with a vehicle. Yeah. And we had a host for it, so he kind of was our voice of the, the you know, the person. And then he would go and visit each of the businesses and walk them through, like, their day. And then and we use product integration, basically. So yeah. those, in this case, they weren't Ford Transit owners, but we integrated the product into, like, how they would do their work life. Right. We also have other, I mean, sometimes for videos, it is we feature more the owners, uh, whether it's another vehicle or... You know, so, uh, somehow that or computers or, you know, something that, that um, like to showcase how they actually use the product and right. uh, more organically, like they actually are an owner and they use the product specifically as opposed to more product integration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that not only does Ford get mm-hmm. some exposure in yeah. this, but these businesses oh, get yes. exposure yeah. as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So I know we're talking about access to talent, but uh, something I've always found really compelling around branded content is this idea that somebody is going to fund mm-hmm. the creation of a bunch of stories that are then going to highlight other businesses in them. Uh, and then it's good content for readers of Fast Company and Inc. too. So you achieve a lot of goals for a lot of different people in one mm-hmm. specific campaign. Yeah, no. And then um, especially in this case where we have the, the businesses that we're featuring, we give them the videos and then they can have it for their website usage. Maybe depending upon uh, conversations, we might give them the raw footage of if there's something else that they want to feature. Then they at least there's some benefit that we took a day out of their business to feature, you know, to go down there and film them. So yeah, yeah, some reciprocal relationship. Yeah. Right. And other times, so you'll feature them on Fast Company, feature them on Inc., on the websites, maybe videos. Uh, do you also do any outreach? Do you guys have newsletters or outreach in that way? We do. The edit team has the newsletter, so it's usually um, highlighting certain stories on the web. Right. So, um, so there are newsletters that way. Uh, most of the content that we do, we do either articles, so yeah. that's just a phone interview. We do video. We do a lot of live events. Um, so, like, we're gearing up for... Uh, in Austin, uh, <laughs> where uh, we uh, Fast Company has hosted the FC Grill for about uh, 10 years uh, down during South by Southwest, yeah. and Inc. has been there for the last two years. So we're, we integrate, we do um, branded content panels, like sponsored panels, and then that's integrated in with Edit is also a programming panel. So we're down there for four days, and then... Um, and for a lot of our live events, we do that where we're integrating sponsored content with edit content and trying to flow it in smooth, as smooth as possible. That's interesting mm-hmm. at the events. I've mm-hmm. been to South By, mm-hmm. and 
I can imagine how popular yes, Fast Company yeah, will yeah. be. Yes, and yeah. Inc. will be mm-hmm. at a, a place that's talking a lot about startups mm-hmm. and technology. Yeah, no, they've been, uh, it worked. So Fast Company, as they said, had been there 10 years. And then Inc. Um, last year was the first year that we were there. And it was honestly, it was the restaurant that Fast Company has uh, started a sister space next door. So from a defensive move, <laughs> we rented out the space next door so that way at least we can program them simultaneously so a panel is not going on at the same time or some raucous party <laughs> yeah. next door so we, at least we can control the noise. And it was super successful last year. It's even more successful this year for Inc. That's so, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is a new you know integration of branded content where the, kind of the editors let us have a sponsored moment on stage is, has been an evolution. <laughs> And is yeah. that mm-hmm. handled a lot out of MV Works as well? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So our uh, branded content editors kind of craft what with the sponsor, with the client, like what the panel topic is going to be. Generally speaking, there's somebody from the company that they want to feature, and then we sort of build a panel around that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, what do you think the future of MV Works and Fast Company Inc. looks like over the next few years? Um, hopefully more and more great stories that we can tell. So it's it's just been a fantastic trajectory since I've been there. So every year it grows and grows. We do more, um, more with voice. So if it's podcast or Alexa or things like that, that's a big thing that we're doing this year for, in both of those channels. Um, uh, just hopefully continuing the trajectory and just more... Um, just being adventurous in what we're doing with the content and trying to do it a little bit differently, um, but still stay true to the brands, both our brands and the sponsor brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I imagine as you're doing more video, your Mm -hmm. TV production education comes back into play. Well, we have, uh, so part of um, the merger, like when we um, integrated the back end, so there was a video edit team that now we tap uh, that that it's it's our entertainment division that they also oversee oversee all of our uh, television pro- or video production as right, well. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's great. Yeah. yeah. And what do you think about the industry as a whole? That we hear a lot of stories. There's a lot of doom and gloom and consolidation that are happening in the media business. What do you think about the the industry as a whole and where it's going? Um, I do find it disappointing that uh, with web, it's just been set up everything's free content. So like um, people are now, especially millennials, are kind of trained that you don't have to pay for content. Um, so it was a fantastic, I think it's fantastic post-election, of course, the Trump election, that both uh, New York Times and Washington Post sort of positioned themselves as like, it was almost like your civic donation that you had to yeah. be a subscriber is how they, they kind of positioned it. Um, and it's just so unfortunate, like people don't want to pay for content and they put ad blockers on. <laughs> so I don't know how they think the content gets created. Yeah. Um, and then it's also coming from like my uh, background is journalism. So in my heart of hearts, I'm Woodward and Bernstein. And of course that's not what happens. And now in the state of journalism, it's like, you don't get the same level of fact checking. You can't take the right time to tell the story. Um, so I'm hoping, so, I don't know, in the political climate we're in, that people are more interested in, in real stories and not just, you know, blips that come across Twitter. Um, so hopefully they'll invest in journalism. It does feel like there's more investigative journalism. Um, I do also hope that, because um, in some ways it's actually the ad agency is so fragmented. So I've been in the business long enough that when I started, I worked at a big agency. It was McCann Erickson. They did everything. Um, and then post uh, uh, social, like once the web launched, people couldn't figure out the business model for for web because you made your money, you got your fifteen percent from your television, you got your fifteen percent from print. That's how you yeah. funded all the agencies. And then once web started, like you ended up doing fees, and then it became everybody broke apart. So you had a 
a strategy agency, you had a media buying, you know, like you just have all these different players and it's just gotten more and more fragmented and they don't invest in education in their people in the same way. So like when I was at McCann, I grew up there, um, like we had media 101 class. So like your first year there, you had a, everybody that was incoming, <laughs> you took a media 101. So you figured out how to do media buying. You did all your media math, you know, and they could still have the program. I don't know, but probably not because right. <laughs> I don't think people invest the same way, you know. People don't stay at places That's as long. That's extreme. It's difficult they, yeah. to mm-hmm. invest. Yeah. I, can, I can see that. A lot of these things are a bit of a slippery slope, mm-hmm. right? So even if we talk about that of uh, investing in your mm-hmm. team and, and your culture yeah. is if, if the average longevity of a, of a stay at a place is a year or two, mm-hmm. it's difficult for the company to make that investment. Yeah. No. And I think it's the same, time, same thing with journalism is if you're, you know, just trying to get page views and those page yeah. views are free and they're not monetizing mm-hmm. that well, how much are you going to spend on the investigative journalism mm-hmm. to create that piece? I know. No, it's so sad. I know. Yeah. It's clickbait. Yeah. I mean, it's, sometimes we fall to it where it's like, even if we do listicles or something, it's like the five top things you know to be, you know, the next yeah. <laughs> Shark Tank uh, profile. Yeah. I wonder if that will change. I have noticed mm-hmm. with subscriptions coming up, uh, most or a lot of publishers have some sort of subscription or mm-hmm. membership product. It's possible that we're going to run into a place where you can only have so many subscriptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we look at even streaming services, at one point I had four already, mm-hmm. and we haven't even launched, you know, Peacock isn't mm-hmm. out, oh, that'll be ad supported. Uh, but I had Disney Plus and Netflix mm-hmm. and Amazon and, and so on. I cut a couple of them just because I was getting well over what my cable bill mm-hmm. used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if that'll happen within subscriptions to news sources as well, or if what'll happen is maybe we have fewer Mm -hmm. so we don't have you know thousands of different publications instead we have hundreds that do a really good job and people are willing to pay for that news i hope yeah i mean it is crazy to me but uh i i do feel like post uh 2016 i do feel like people have more civic urgency for it so i'm hoping hopeful (laughs) (laughs) that they want the dedication yeah yeah (laughs) well uh i'm glad that you Mm -hmm. decided to take that job Mm -hmm. at mccann based on the insurance yeah there you go (laughs) Uh, because otherwise we wouldn't be able to chat here today so uh before we close off i like to ask my guests if they have a favorite book or favorite movie we do a book club at press board Ah. and a movie club and uh, I'm, we're always looking for great suggestions. Um, we're so I actually belong to a book club. Oh. When it, so a good friend of mine organizes it. Um, so our favorite book last year was Becoming, mm. was Michelle Obama. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? And we're reading Trust Exercise now, which is very good. It's Susan Choi uh, is a good one. So we usually we do female centric literature of yeah. some kind, uh, but both of those were good. And then I'm looking forward to. I just bought the. Um, uh, the Testaments, The Handmaid's Tale sequel. Yeah. So I, I need to read Handmaid's Tale again just to get myself level set. And then right. I'm excited for that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Those are great suggestions. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're a part of a book mm-hmm. club. This was the perfect question to be asking <laughs> you. you. Yeah. Uh, and thank you so much for being on the show. Loved having you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the Science of Storytelling. Don't forget to leave us a comment. We love hearing from you. We have a ton more episodes coming up this season with some absolutely amazing guests. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single one. See you next time.